All right, thank you so much for doing this, guys. And I, I guess the big news came out last week that you know, Rob Manfred, the new uh, commissioner of Major League Baseball, he is looking at speeding up this game. I think he's doing it all wrong. We'll get to the details of that in just a little bit. As far as uh, Chase and Jack, what were some of the first things that you, really stuck out to you as far as some of the proposed changes that came out? I read one on the um, on the, uh, the minimal three batters <laughs> for yeah. pitchers unless Base minimum, barring a broken bone or, you know, barring an injury, uh, minimum three batters faced. And I, uh, you know, you, to me, you have to make adjust. If, if that's a rule, you got to make adjustments for that with stabs and things of that nature. I don't, I um, was talking earlier in the day with a colleague of ours, Marcus Haynes, and I believe from Philadelphia, we were chatting about this. And I agree with him in the fact that why don't you just, if it's speed that you're worried about, why do you just enforce the rules that are on the books? There you go. First and foremost. But that's that's one that jumped out to me going, okay, we're going to a minimum three batters uh, barring injury that you're going to have to face. And that to me is uh, – Yeah, Tom Kelly, who used to love doing the righty-righty, lefty-lefty matchup, yeah. but just had a heart attack after you, you, that. <laughs> you take some of the strategy out of it. Yeah, Chase, what did you think I mean, as far as – I know you talked about this a little bit last week too, but – well, the one thing I would say is if you really want to take something from the Alliance Football League or, or something is, you know, if you're going to do a minute of commercials or a minute and a half commercials, do a split screen because we know a lot of it's based on television rights where that's consistently you know, made the game maybe slower and slower in between innings where if you're going to have 90 seconds, you might say to run off the field or run onto the field and you that's what you get. Well, then split screen it, and if you have to force two minutes of action – you might only miss one pitch. You might only miss a guy coming up. So maybe get back to the batter a little bit quicker. Uh, for for rules purposes, I think that would be a big thing. You know, it's funny. As a radio guy who thinks that baseball is much better than radio on TV, you know, our, our breaks, and I don't think we're you know giving any trade secrets away here, they're like a minute 40, right, for Twins games. That should be about right, yeah. and and they. It's not like there's a lot of time in between from when Corey Provis, for instance, sends it to the break and comes back. It's pretty much instantaneous. If anything, it bothers me in the fact that they don't even have time to give the score right away coming out of the break. You know, right? So I I, right. I, I think they're they they have so many solutions here, and they're trying to find problems with something that they don't really need. I mean, I think for me, I don't know how you guys feel about this. I've always thought that if you have the strike zone big, where the most boring play in baseball to me is the walk. And it leads to the second most boring play, maybe the more boring play, but one has to happen before the other, is throwing it over to first base to keep the runner on first base. And that's, I think with this new generation of baseball fans, that's the play that people just don't get. Where if a batter either swings and misses, goes down swinging, or has to sit down because he won't swing, or if he hits the ball and it goes into play, whether it's a pop-up or a grounder or whether it's a base hit or a home run, that's what people want is the ball to be put into play. And if you th- if you make the strike zone big enough so it's either going to be you sit down or go put the ball in play, then I think that will help the, we, the pace of the game. We flirted around, which is funny because I'm in a nerdy computer computer baseball league that we've been doing for 25 years maybe now, and it's funny because you have you know, we, we wrote the software up. You, have, you get seven pickoffs for a game, but if you try to pick them off three times in a row and you don't pick off the runner, this is a computer we're talking about, you have to walk the batter. <laughs> you know, So it's funny that you bring up the number of times. Maury Wills, when he broke Ty Cobb's record for stolen bases, I believe they threw over 16 times to first base, and he stole on the 17th, and that's when he broke Cobbs back. Think about that. 
Think about throwing over 16 times. Now, again, special case. Everybody knew that he was going to go. Yeah. But 16 times is, is unbelievable. Uh, they've talked God about bless Maury, but that's, I mean, that's, that's painful. Uh, and, and painful, literally, because every time he'd come back, that tag kept getting applied even yeah. harder and harder and harder. But they they talk about 20-second pitch clock, too? No, ick. I mean, I, I just don't. Again, I like the idea. Get get the strike zone where it should be. Enforce the strike zone where it should be. Um, no, make it bigger. Well, yeah. Well, that's yeah. Or more enlarge it as it as it should be. Yeah. I mean that that's. Uh, but but an umpire should be able to say get in the box. Yes, I agree with that. That's one of the bigger problems too. Is that's the my adjusting feel. of the batting gloves and all that. That's, a, that's I a, get that. It's a feel. It's a timing thing. The only time back in the day we got out of the box was to look down to third to see what sign was on. You know, and then you'd step in, you'd get your thing. But this call for time and this going through ritualistic batting glove adjustments and nut cup adjustments and stepping out and look at your bat and touch your pine tar and all that, that to me takes more time than, than anything. So I guess if you want to speed some process up, it would be batter, get in the box. Chase, any other thoughts from the rules or anything as far as the speeding up the game that you liked or disliked, or is there something off the board that you uh, – I think Jack and I both gave our opinions on what we would do. Well, the the one thing I would say is the DH. I, I wish they would just either say yes or no to it in the National League instead of every year or every couple of years this gets brought up. And, you know, it, it's been a while now that the American League has a DH and the National League doesn't. I understand there's baseball purists who say – well, when I was growing up, we never had a DH. If you played on the infield, you had to hit. If you hit, you played on the infield no matter what position. Where now you can give a guy a $100 million contract for three years to try to hit 35 homers, 100 RBIs, and never, ever, ever play in the infield. So I wish they would just make that a rule one way or the other. I personally like it because it's different. If I go to a National League ballpark, I will get to see Kyle Gibson hit at Wrigley Field, for example, last summer. On the flip side, if the Chicago Cubs come to Target Field, I will see one of their better players who normally maybe doesn't hit, uh, like Schwarber, for example. He could come in and be a designated hitter and hit three or four times in a game where you don't get to see that all the time depending on who pitches in a starting pitcher in the National League. So I don't mind it, but I wish instead of bringing it up every year as a rumor of whether it it won't happen, they just make it, we're never going to bring this up again for the next 10, 15 years. We're going to do a process of we're going to take it away or we're going to do it where it always has been. Then the other thing, too, is more for not the speeding up the game, but talking about lowering the mound again. Um, again, another advantage to a hitter where they're starting to become strikeouts or becoming volumes more than hits. And if you're going to lower the pitcher's mound, how much more runs and home runs and hits do you want to give to a game where, you know, it's it's okay to have a 0-0 inning sometimes because it speeds up the game instead of having a – four to three inning where you're having two or three pitching changes. Bingo. Two things that you said there. A, I'm I'm for you. I don't care if they eliminate the DH or add I think we just need to get to the point because I don't you're right in the fact that like it's different for the regular season, but there's so much on the line in the World Series. Like, can you imagine if we well this year the uh, Super Bowl is in the AFC city, so we have different rules in the AFC than the NFC. And what's odd about baseball is that the whether it's independent ball, the American Association, or NCAA, what I played in college, uh, we all had uniform DHs, rules. Yeah. yeah, and uniform rules. Minor league baseball has a DH. And what's odd though, because I'm a senior, I like to think of myself as a senior circuit guy. I enjoy strategy of game that's why i grew up i loved when pitching change had to happen and 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 double switches had to happen and there was a strategy amongst the senior circuit 
but it, I don't know. I think we're always going to have this battle with Major League Baseball, which is odd, again, because it's DH is used in indie ball, college, minor league ball, you name it. That's what that's where you're used to, only until you get drafted and are signed with a, a National League team. Chase hit the nail on the head of something. that He said something there subtly after bringing up the DH thing. I, I totally agree, and I know you do too, is the biggest – I think I, th- I think the biggest thing that Major League Baseball can never have been they've never been able to figure out, and, and they just don't understand this because they don't understand that a fast-paced game between a guy like Brad Radke and Mark Burley, one nothing, is, is is very much exciting, if not more exciting than a four-three game that takes three and a half hours. Yeah. And that's what they've never been able to understand. If you have two pitchers that work in that type of pace, like Brad Radke and Mark Burley used to when the White Sox and Twins would match up in, let's say, 2005, to me, that was every bit as good as anything that you have with some, you know, going back and forth and people getting walks and going from station to station. There's a grander topic regarding that is that that now our 20-some back, if, if you and I were – 15 years old when Sandy Koufax was throwing. Let's go back even further. If you and I were 10 years old or 18 years old or 20 years old when Hannes Wagner was playing or Ty Cobb or Babe Ruth or Lou Gehrig and these guys, do you think we really cared how long we were going to get to see Ty Cobb or Lou Gehrig or Babe Ruth? I mean, we were at a ballpark, and this yeah. was it. These guys, they they were in. They were, it was America's pastime, and they were idolized. I was joking earlier. I mean, how many songs were written about Mickey Mantle and, and Willie Mays and songs came out and we were joking earlier about candy bars were named after guys and it was everything. Now we live in a day and age where I think that, that there's just so much out there that is taken away. Kids aren't like us anymore that they grew up with that kind of stuff. So now baseball's looking, okay, we've got an audience out there. We're losing some of our audience. We're, we're not hitting it home. And now we've got to change it to cater towards the fact that we're losing that, that sting. We've lost the national pastime to the NFL, even when the NFL isn't even playing. And there's something inherently wrong with that to me. Yeah, that's, that's my take. Is that, But I, what I think they don't understand, though, is the attention span isn't lost because there isn't that many home runs. It's not like a hockey game where it's frustrating where, or like the Super Bowl. We're talking about how it was boring because there weren't touchdowns. Baseball can be fun to watch. Like when Johan Santana was dealing in the Cy Young years and he was just motoring through it, Hey, that was fun to watch as a fan. You're going, holy cow. When uh, Baumgartner for the San Francisco Giants in the World Series against the Kansas City Royals, that was one of the best pitching performances in a seven-game you know series that I've ever seen, and I appreciated every part of that. That was exciting to me, and I think a generation of baseball fans, the newer generation, will find that too, and that's where they always to lower the mound because we need more runs. That's They they don't understand their own sport. Yeah, that's it. Well, yeah, you want to talk about the changes that have been made to, to increase the uh, attractiveness of a baseball game, and here we're talking today about 20-second pitch clocks and got to face minimum batters, limit mound visits. Uh, you mentioned not throwing over to a base, you know, restricted on how many times you can. Oh, really? So I can only throw over four? Now he's throwing over four. What do I get to just take off when he throw? You know what I mean? So now that they, they gear towards that, think about the back back in the day when that mound was where it was before uh, they brought that thing down a little bit where the baseball wasn't as lively. And we've done everything in baseball. The, the ball is livelier. The ballparks are more hitter friendly. You know, we've tried to, now we're talking about making this thing move. We've geared everything towards offense and appreciation because why? 
I feel we have to because we want you to like it. Chicks dig the long Chick- ball. You know, it's the <laughs> worst. I and yeah. again, everything I just mentioned, I think I'm totally against. You know, God forbid we have a robot calling balls and strikes, but I'm against all that. But I'm a baseball fan. Well, I'm against a clock of any because Bucky Burgo, you know, got that in my head early. Said the most beautiful thing about baseball is there's no clock. And I, I, I don't. Do you feel the same way, Chase? I mean, you're younger than us. I, I just like the the fact that we don't have to worry about. We're at the two minute warning. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the great sacrilege. thing about baseball. Yeah. The, the the one thing that baseball it hurts on is that if you're gonna hit a foul ball, and I'm gonna go out and re uh, adjust myself if, as a hitter, or if I'm the pitcher and I'm gonna go get some more. You know, powder with the rosin big. It might take 45 seconds, especially if you look inside and you don't like the call that you get from a catcher, so you call time. It might take 60 seconds for an action that takes two seconds of play. Yeah. And if you get another foul ball or nothing happens, now later in the game, that's the uh, that's the suspense, right? If it's seventh inning, eighth inning, it's a one-run game. You got runners at first and third with two outs, and you got your best hitter going up against the best relief pitcher. That's intense. But in the first inning, I'm sorry, I can go do laundry, I can go mow my lawn, <laughs> I can go take a nap, I can do a lot of things, and some people will say that about basketball. Just watch the last two minutes of a basketball game, you don't miss anything. Well, uh, and my last thing for baseball is they're missing athletes. The Kyler Murray situation that came down today, he was drafted by Oakland, but now he made the announcement that he's going to the National Football League. Stories like this hurt the game of baseball, whether it's for pace of play whether it's for strikeouts or whether it's for brand recognition. When you got a guy, Kyler Murray, to an organization in Oakland, which now Oakland Athletics, you have Golden State going to San Francisco, you have the Oakland Raiders going to Las Vegas, that is the only professional team now in the city of Oakland. So when you're losing players like this to other sports, I think it hurts the overall brand of the game as well. Yeah, and I I think you bring up a good point there, the fact that just – when you were started talking about you could go out and mow lawn and stuff like that, the first thing I thought of is it, part of the problem I think with baseball is during the cable TV era it got a little too saturated, especially in the in the '90s where there was almost too much of it on TV because you know back when you and I grew up it was yeah. uh, the, the Saturday game of the week was such a big deal. Tony Kubek and Kurt Gowdy and whoever else that was doing it, yeah. But the time between pitches really doesn't seem to matter to me. When, like, I imagine myself if ever stopped snowing, I got to clean up this garage for Natalie's graduation. Yep. And I will time it. I, I will. I will plan my whole weekend around when the Twins, twins are on to do it yeah. because it passes the time, and I don't care how much you know you have the batter stepping out and adjusting his gloves because it's not a made-for-TV sport. I do believe that there will always be stars. The many you think right. like, like – There will always be a Mike Trout and right. a Bryce Harper. Think yeah. that, geez, I don't know if there's going to be another Trout coming around. There will be. There there will always be that next up-and-comer. You know, Buxton hasn't to me, he hasn't taken off yet either. He might – you know, there's always going to be stars. Harry Carey came on my program in 90 – during the baseball strike in the mid-90s. And I was joking about with him, uh, you know, what are you doing now, Harry, now that, you know, baseball's on strike? And he jokingly said, I'm watching the OJ trial. I thought that's odd. Then, but one of the questions I asked him, I said, does it concern you with baseball going through its, its labor issues here where eventually strike happens? And he said, not at all. It'll always come back. Yeah. It, 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 they cannot ruin it. They can't ruin baseball. Now, I don't know if we've reached a point now some 20-plus years later where, where we physically can ruin baseball, maybe – but I remember Harry always telling me, he goes, no, they will ne- we'll never ruin baseball. It'll always come back. 
The, the one thing I will say, though, is if Mike Trout came through West Acres Mall, how many people would know Mike Trout right now compared to an NFL player? And that's and that's on baseball. That, I mean, that's, I pure, that's purely on baseball as not being a better conduit, whether it's a regional game or whether it is a national game. The one thing for football, hockey, and basketball, you have less amount of games. So when, yeah, the, I agree when, with that. when when the Twins go to the West Coast and they play nine games in Oakland, nine games in Seattle, and they finish it off with you know playing the Angels, I'm not staying up until midnight to watch every stinking game that doesn't start till nine o'clock, which I think ultimately hurts the brand of baseball. Where if you got a guy by Mike Trout, they would rather have him in New York or Boston than him playing in a West Coast team. Sometimes now, granted, that would hurt the Angels. But it'll be better for the game and brand, I believe, of baseball. But you know what is it about baseball where they can market? They can't market guys no matter where they are. I mean, you look at the NFL. I mean, they got stars in Green Bay for crying out loud. You know, I, I don't know if it's just where they play the games, like you said, buried out in the West Coast. You know, it's not really a problem right now for the uh, Golden State Warriors. It, you know, it's Steph Curry. It, it's it, I don't know what the actual answer is. I think it's more for baseball. What it is, you look at the ratings nationally, how. ESPN Sunday Night Baseball kind of used to be a staple for a little bit. Pfft, no one really follows that on TV anymore, do they? I mean, if, if, but for a while it well, was you're baseball Miller and Morgan. It was really a big deal. Yeah. Now I, I just think it's gone by the wayside. And the reason I bring that up is what has happened in baseball is within their region, everyone loves their team. But they're not watching that random game like a, like a Sunday Night Football game because you have such and such in your fantasy team. I'm watching the Twins – and maybe who the Twins are fighting as far as the top of the American League Central, and that's it. I'm not watching a game between the Giants and Dodgers, which used to be a marquee thing. It just doesn't matter to me. And I think. And do you think that's because of the the lack of, of nationwide marketing? Yeah, I that? do. I think because yeah. if you look at the TV, you know who Aaron Judge is. Yeah, if you look at the TV and radio ratings for like the Twins here, and you know the Cardinals in St. Louis, and the Yankees, you know, you know, Seattle Mariner fans are Seattle Mariner fans, but. How many Seattle Mariners can you name off? Can you name five right. of them right now? Right. And that's that's the problem that they have compared to other sports right now. Very no, I good. Agree. Unless unless a golden or a bald eagle named Challenger lands <laughs> on James Paxton's back, then you knew who James Paxton was. <laughs> Which we get to si- see live. And well, what do you think we're going to see this year? Like just so they're going to let a, a wild animal out on the field? Do you think? This year? Well, I don't know, but that game is supposed to be what March twenty eighth or whatever about it is. That. Yeah. What are the chances? March that's 20. the other problem with baseball, if we're going to be honest. They drip, dropped down to under 30,000 on average last year because of how cold March and April was. And remember all the Twins games that were either getting snowed in in Pittsburgh or rained on in Philadelphia. I, I think that's that, that's another thing that baseball really needs to look at. It, spring training looks great in Florida during this time of the year because you got 75-degree weather and sunny skies. Well, then they're bailing but, out of spring training early. But, it's but, so stupid. But when you bring the Twins up here, any northern climate team that doesn't play in a dome, you have to expect what you happened last year with the Chicago White Sox series, a four-game series, and you got one game in. I mean, that's no fun for anyone. Well, let me close with this. I think one thing that baseball could help themselves, and you and I schedule a lot, Chase, I look at the schedule the way they have it, and it's silly because you start the season, all the excitement, you have your opening game, and then you have the day off in case of a rain or whatever. That's that's always been ridiculous. That's the one thing I miss about the Metrodome is that they at least have a three-game series back-to-back because you don't have to worry about that. But secondly, I do think they should back it up. I mean, I think the season should start like after the Final Four, and there's no reason, especially on Saturdays, and I, I've said this about Saturdays forever, there should be a noon game and there should be a night game. You love the day night. 
I think, especially on a Saturday, I think a Saturday should be a day-night and you expand the roster for that weekend if that's what you want to do because managers don't like it. But I think just with the nature of baseball the way it is, I think that do the day-night. You can't tell me that your gate, if you're going to do the split gate you know, on a Saturday, is going to be better than the first weekend in March or last the last weekend of March, March at Target and, Field. And I mean, it, we better have a big 180 weather-wise if they're yeah, going to have that series no, at Target logical. Field. That's logical. And again, go back to yesteryear, they, they played a lot of doubleheaders. They played straight doubleheaders. Straight doubleheaders. They, yeah, one gate. But now if you want to in, implement making revenue, yeah, make it a day-night, get your two gates, and I agree. I think you can leverage that second. Whichever game you think you're not going to be as, as full in, you can leverage that against the game that's already in the season yes. and say, we're still coming out ahead here. So I agree with that. That's yeah, a good point. I, I think that's one thing that could really help out this game. And as someone who broadcasts radio, I mean, that would be the best thing is to have like a noon game and said, yeah, and then the second game is coming up tonight. Yeah. I think for as far, far as programmers are concerned, because especially when we're dealing with NCAA basketball and all that, you have all that stuff you're competing with. You know, June, July, August, early August, you, it's your stage, really, outside NBA playoffs that's and all it. that. You've so. got it. Don't subject that to the American Association, though. I don't, that's going to make <laughs> It really <laughs> two, does, two that's for sure. I'm just kidding. All right, Jack, Chase, thanks so much. I appreciate you doing this. All right, D. Thanks, D.